Hello and welcome to the Ultimate Audio Bang, Rock Paper Shotgun's fortnightly podcast where we keep you updated on all things online shooters. Uh, today I'm joined by Hayden. How's it going? Yeah, I'm good, yeah. Uh, I just started playing Two Point Campus and I'm slightly addicted, so kind of in a blur. Like everything <laughs> is starting to look like Two Point style. <laughs> all a bit like... Look out the street and everyone's turning into Two Point characters. <laughs> Are your characters like always needing to like, piss? I feel like that was <laughs> that was a massive issue all the time, all the yeah. time. And also, my staff don't do anything. This isn't FPS. This is not a good way to start this. <laughs> but the staff don't do anything. They just sit in the break room, and then all of my like, I've got like you know private uh, tuition officers. I got lecturers. I got like the actual classrooms, and they all need staff. And the teachers are just sat in the staff room. I think I have to destroy the staff room. No breaks. <laughs> no no breaks in my school. <laughs> Can you drag and drop them into... Because I remember having this issue as well. Like sometimes the teachers would just decide not to carry out like research or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never actually tried just dragging and dropping them from like the staff room or whatever they were doing and just like plopping them into the room they needed to be in. So I wonder how they'd react. Um, I, I think I did try that and they just keep going off on their break. So I think <laughs> you can press on them and like force them to go back to work, which is maybe a little bit, you know, yeah, a little bit. But I might just have to go for it. <laughs> We're about making profit here, okay? <laughs> it's a this business. is like a real education institution, all right? We it's, it's profit above all else. <laughs> are you still fairly early into it, or are you quite far in? Uh no, nah, I'm like the the restaurant one, like the second. Oh school, no, that's maybe. a super fun one. That's a that's mm. a cool one because you get to like it's a culinary school, isn't it? It's like kind of yeah, nice yeah. atmosphere. Um, I think they have to like you could they, they can make like a room with a massive like saucepan thing that like cooks burgers <laughs> or something. It's crazy. No, oh, I love that game. It's a lot of fun. But anyway, I suppose we should move on. To, we should to, talk uh, guns. We should talk shooting things. <laughs> yeah, the F- the FPS sort of world. So today, uh, for our sort of point of interest, the bit where you pick a theme and have a good old discussion about it, um, we're talking uh, sort of fun guns, weapons, maybe weapons that aren't really weapons i don't know we're just sort of talking like interesting unique guns in fps games so shall i start or do you, you want to start, start? Yeah, you I let start? me start last time with the modes so you start this time <laughs> you, you kick us off okay so um for my first pick uh i will go with boomerang x's boomerang if you're unfamiliar with boomerang x uh it's a a video game. Uh, <laughs> just want to make that clear. Uh, a video game, <laughs> FPS. I suppose it's a first-person boomeranger. Um, it's a sort of a an indie game where I don't really know what the story is. Then you just wash up on a shore and you basically just fling this boomerang at enemies in like a sequence of cool uh, arenas. Uh, the arenas kind of filled with like killer ants and uh, whatever else. But it's not just like your average boomerang. It's kind of like a saw blade thing. Um, And you can, to start with, you can kind of just chuck it and it will come back to you. Um, But then you kind of earn magical powers uh, as time goes by, which 
adds to the complexity of the boomerang and like the movement that can kind of you can work with um so you can kind of throw the boomerang out it'll and you can press a button to teleport to where it's at at that time um which sounds like a very simple thing but Oh, just adds so many possibilities. You can kind of like throw your boomerang into the sky, for example, teleport to it, and then of course you're you're in midair. You can hang in midair and then chuck your boomerang again, slice through enemies, continuously sort of teleport and dash around whilst you're kind of like hitting and going through enemies and stuff, which is awesome. It's like such a cool feeling to be bouncing around these arenas. Um, it just gives you like an amazing sense of speed, I suppose. Mm, yeah, I came prepared for this. I also tried Boomerang X for the first time very recently. I know you played it a while back, but uh, I downloaded the demo because I didn't want to <laughs> drop cash. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the demo is like you just chucked into one arena. It's kind of like a wave based thing. You don't really get any sense of like the progression. So like I was straight in there with a boomerang, like teleporting around. I don't I don't know if that's locked in the main game for a bit. I, I, I don't know, but. Um, yeah, you in in the demo, you just straight into throwing your boomerang around, teleporting all over the shop, uh, and the the way they combine like killing shit with like traversing the arenas is very cool. Like throwing it into the air to kill stuff, and then like teleporting up to it, and then like there's a platform to your side, and you throw it again, teleport over. It's just very cool. I like it a lot. <laughs> it is. It, it, you're totally right. It's it's potentially one of the, like the best like movement like um i don't know what you would call it like a system in in like an fps or at least like the most um satisfying for me um i feel like i don't know if this game really got the attention it sort of deserved maybe for a bit um i sort of get the feeling it's a bit of like a hidden gem uh Mm. maybe it's more popular i think but um i just don't hear enough chat about it because just just like the the layers that like they add onto it you know you can you can teleport to your boomerang and then eventually um you can uh, i suppose slow down time as well when you hang in the air to give yourself a good slow-mo we love a good bullet time oh it's it's (laughs) so satisfying again it gives because because the levels become a lot more fast paced as time goes by Mm. you know the enemies increase and and whatever just having that little extra bit of slow-mo um to hang in the air and to sort of pinpoint your targets is extremely not only is it helpful but it's just cool everything about this game uh this game shooting and boomeranging is extremely cool of course you got other simple little things like you can obviously charge up how far you fling the boomerang um and things like that um you got like mid-air just dashes um there's one amazing level um it's kind of like an icy tube i suppose you're kind of going up and down this big icy tube um with platforms um that sort of ring ring around it um kind of a bit like if you had dark souls's blight town but turned it into ice you know that's sort of the starting s- sections of blight town we're kind of dropping down and down and down um, <laughs> a bit like that but icy and a tube and with a teleporting boomerang <laughs> yeah and it's just like it, it's it's amazing because you're trying not to fall uh you're trying not to plummet down to the bottom so you're sort of constantly having to keep yourself up in the air oh, and at first it's, it's but it's so <laughs> it's amazing sort of like plummeting down and then quickly having to like throw your mouse upwards and then chucking your boomerang to kind of just keep yourself 
um, climbing, climbing and tackling enemies at the same time. Um, the levels and the enemies are just so kind of um, cleverly designed because I didn't mention actually that you can't just kind of throw your boomerang at, an, at anywhere um, at an enemy to eliminate them. Um, you kind of have to hit like a red uh, gem uh, on them, like a, I suppose a weak spot. Um, so you kind of have to make sure you're you're aiming um, to a certain extent as well. Um, not it's not like crazy. Um, you don't need to be crazy precise or anything, but again, it just kind of adds a um, a layer of okay, I need to try and get on top of this, you know, this crow enemy or something. So um, making sure you get some some airtime for certain enemies, um, or perhaps you have to hit the belly of an enemy, so you have to kind of plummet underneath them and then quickly flick upwards and things like that. Um, yeah, I feel like this this game does boomerangs. Um, I feel like there's not actually a huge number of boomerangs in FPSs. Um, yeah, but, but of the boomerang genre, this is king. Yeah, <laughs> this is like truly king. Yeah, that's that's my that's my first pick. I would 100 percent um, encourage you to give Boomerang X a try. Uh, you can find it on Steam. I don't know how much it is. Uh, probably not a huge amount of money. At least you can try the demo, right? You said there's a demo. There um, is a demo, yeah. It's like a wave-based like, horde shooter. Uh, there's lots of bugs in a thing that looks like hell. Um, <laughs> if you've seen the start of Thor Ragnarok when he fights like Surtur's minion things, uh, it's kind of like a very similar aesthetic, just this like red, rocky cave. Um, and there are like trying to remember because it was a couple weeks ago but uh like mushroom things maybe <laughs> sticking out the ground <laughs> and you can like jump up to them and they're like the platforms that you uh like teleport up to um i i did find like one kind of annoying thing that i did find with boomerang x is that like the teleporting if i remember right you don't like disappear and reappear it isn't like harry potter teleporting uh where you like you know kind of enter a portal and whip to the location it's like kind of drags you i think if i remember right towards yeah. the boomerang so like these like mushroom things for example whatever it was uh probably wasn't a mushroom i don't remember um but as you like throw the boomerang above it so that like if you were where the boomerang is and you could fall down and land on this platform when you go to teleport what actually happens is it pulls you underneath and then it's just this weird mad scramble of trying to like, no, I need to get out to the side, then up, then across, <laughs> <laughs> which did kind of mess me up a little bit and like got in the way of my momentum. But I imagine that mostly comes down to the demo of arena, maybe not just being designed as well as like the actual levels. Yeah. Um, I, you probably I, don't I, get quite the same feel, right? Like in a tiny little demo example. Yeah. I think like the demo, I've not played the demo. I've just played like the game through, I suppose. And I, I, the good thing about playing sort of the full game is obviously it kind of eases you into like slowly that like the mechanics, I suppose, of of the boomerang. Whereas the demo, (laughs) I'd imagine, just chucks you in. You have to kind of learn right off the back. Because there is like a real element of like it's it's quite a simple game, but there's also like a real element of like of mastery to the boomerang. You sort of really do like. You know, as you progress through these levels, you do really become like very good, <laughs> very, very good with it. Um, 
Yeah, and I, and I imagine using... incrementally building that up, uh, like it feels a lot more natural. Like in the demo, it is very much like you can press this button to do this, 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 go. And it's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and you run out there with your boomerang and you're just trying to do something. Uh, and then all of these bugs start swarming you. It's very intense. You don't really get much of a chance to actually like learn things. Uh, so yeah, I, I imagine maybe the demo isn't the best like proving ground for this. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely uh, give it a go. Um, so Hayden, what is your... Uh, was your first pick? Yeah, uh, my first one. This is the only one on my list that is in a multiplayer game. <laughs> um, but like you know, I didn't want to only talk single player stuff. So uh, my first one is the Needler from Halo, because uh, Halo is a weird, like a hot part of like really dull guns and like dull colors and just like beige and brown and an assault rifle and a dmr and it's blessed it's fine but it's boring and then like there's the other side of it that's like gravity hammers and like just wild alien stuff and the neither <laughs> which is obviously the best of it all uh i'm like I have to start this by saying a lot of like what i love about the needler is just how vibrant it is <laughs> like the color of purple that like the crystals are and the gun is like just make me very happy like and color is something that like i tend to point out a lot lately like i'm a big marvel fan uh and when i like watch mcu stuff like phase three onwards like civil war onwards always makes me much happier than like the earlier stuff because like iron man one thor captain america one the first couple of avengers movies they're like very dull in their color palette uh whereas like civil war onwards is just very vibrant and they really start to like uh like commit to the weird comic book zaniness a little bit more uh and like i just like the the vibrant like pops of color and the needler is that for halo like you know get rid of like the boring pistol it's actually very powerful <laughs> and like the assault <laughs> rifle and stuff and just the needles are purple and crystals it's very cool um i, I mean the needler isn't very powerful i suppose uh or i guess it is if you can like, actually land some shots but it isn't always easy basically uh i just like i mean for one i like how it tracks stuff <laughs> makes it a little bit more forgiving because like it shoots out the crystals i imagine a lot of people are probably play halo because it's you know uh, as old as I am, but <laughs> um, yeah, for those who don't know, like you shoot out crystals that track into your target and then like kind of bury in, and then when you get enough crystals in, they explode, uh, and the target just kind of splats. Um, which is just, I mean, it's more creative than a lot of Halo stuff, and it's a, a little more forgiving. I, I will say it's not actually that useful in multiplayer. Uh, I don't know, Ed, if you've like tried to use the Needler online, but Halo yeah. Online is shotguns and the very powerful pistol and sniper rifles and not much else. Yeah, I've sort of found, yeah, Halo's quite... like If if you really want to like actually win, I think like you just use the boring stuff, like the battle rifle, a uh, three-round burst one, or like the DMR, whatever it's called. The ones that fire like actual bullets are often just the best guns in Halo, um mm -hmm. i sort of find like the alien stuff is is fun in like the story but the moment you take it <laughs> into actual online multiplayer like oh, it's just this is 
trash. Yeah, it doesn't hold up at all. But, but the like Nisa is good. It's a lot of fun. And it, yeah, it is, it is. It can be good in the right scenario. Like if you're one-on-one, you could maybe just like pump enough crystals in to like make your enemy explode. But in the campaign, uh, it is like actually quite useful. Uh, and if you're like into firefight, which was always my favorite Halo mode, um, I don't know if it's in Infinite yet, but firefight's like essentially their wave-based thing. You that's always like a good playground to like try out all the different alien guns. Uh, but yeah, I think the needle is different. I like that it is nice and colorful and it makes things explode with tracking crystals and we should have more guns that are just a little bit weird a little bit different uh especially for stuff like you know like there are a lot of sci-fi shooters now i hope starfield has weird shit like this <laughs> it's so strange of, calling mm. the needle weird because it how like it feels so normal to me but it is like a very strange concept like, I guess it's been around like 20 years, so now the needle is just normal. But uh, it is a very odd concept. And I hope we get like more experimentation like going forward with like other sci fi FPSs, which is why I say Starfield like, should, should do weird stuff like this. Yeah, I hope Starfield. Uh, I, I get the feeling Starfield's going to be filled with guns, j- just very ordinary guns, but like. They look a little bit futuristic. That makes um, me very sad. <laughs> that's that's the feeling I get, but you never know. Um, yeah, I I do agree with you though that the needler is it's incredibly satisfying. I I, I love the fact they do. I find it's very good at like close combat. Actually, you can kind of just you just you just spray someone down, uh, and they just kind of explode. Uh, it's the most satisfying mm. feeling in the world. Yeah, it um, is really satisfying. And I, it also I, I, changes how you play a bit as well. Like yeah. with an assault rifle or a DMR, like you might just be trading shots, but with a needler, you really do have to like change how you move and be a little bit more evasive and like try and find the right window to like try and pump out like a full I don't want to say magazine, but you know what I mean, like pump out enough ammo to actually make them explode. Yeah, that is that is true. Um and I I don't know if it's possible in what Halos it's possible, but it might have been two where you could like dual wield the needler. <laughs> um, and that was like out, absolutely outrageous. That was so good because obviously you, you, you double the amount of needles you can just fire <laughs> out and it was just absolutely insane. Uh, it just explode people in like half the time. Um, but I think that, I think that's gone or at least it, it was, you know, it was, sort of tuned out a little bit yeah um, i think it was halo 2 with with the dual kneelers and i think it yeah i don't think it came back after that um but that's the dream we want more dual kneelers <laughs> if yeah. you want to get back into halo infinite dual kneelers that's how yes. it gets back in i suppose i should move on to my give next us your pick. second pick give us your second pick <laughs> yeah they, again this is quite a, a strange a strange one because um, it's not technically an FPS, but it sort of is. Um, it's Dishonored one or two, I suppose. That the your hand, <laughs> which is interesting. Go on, try and sell it. Ed. Try and sell. It. <laughs> um, yeah, so I suppose you've kind of you've kind of got a gun. That's all one part of it. You do have that like crossbow type thing, which I'll admit isn't particularly um, exciting, but. If you combine it with uh, your sort of magical powers, 
um, in Dishonored, um, which for the record is like a, a first person sort of stealth game from uh, from Arcane, where you kind of go around this, I don't know what you call it, like a dark, like not dark fantasy, but whatever fantasy world it is and just like stealth murder people um <laughs> and you can you can combine it with magic powers um for example one where there's a group of enemies that might be standing together and you can kind of link their minds um so if you kind of fire one bullet into one they'll all just drop or react in the same manner and that's just like absolutely excellent um just the different powers that you're sort of given uh, in Dishonored, like the fact that your kind of your <laughs> your hand uh, just has so much, um, just so much power. And there's one way you can just hold like a heart in your hand, and the heart will like speak to you and sort of I don't know, maybe give you a little bit of lore, but also tell I you perhaps where to go. I do remember the talking heart. I <laughs> I don't know where. Like, is, yeah, is that Dishonored one? Yeah, I, think it's I don't remember. But I, I remember the heart. Like, yeah, it's weird. It's a weird game. I know we've briefly spoken about Deathloop before. I don't know if we've spoken about it on the pod. Uh, Deathloop, Deathloop being like Arcane's most recent game. Uh, also, I believe has that domino uh, ability where you can link people and then kill them, and it'll just like drop them all. A little bit blasphemous, maybe, but I wasn't a huge Deathloop fan. Uh, and uh, Ed. Do you have we mm, spoke about this? Are you feeling yeah, the same? I like if we kind of I, I think like the, the the powers in Dishonored for me at least like uh, in in your hand or whatever like it, they work um, far better than they do um, than than Deathloop. Um, mm. I I don't know. I sort of feel like there's more weight behind the. Uh, the enemies that you face in Dishonored. Um, it's quite hard to describe, but I sort of get, because the, the enemies in Deathloop kind of just disappear like, and, and they're quite like, you're kind of meant to replay those levels, aren't you? Um, the, yeah. the kind of whole story is, I suppose, like it's a, a, a time loop um, and those enemies will kind of reappear um, over and over again. But they, they just disappear when you when you sort of eliminate them. And they also seemed quite... They seemed a bit, like, dumber than they did in Dishonored. Um, but because they sort of disappeared, like, I just felt like when you... When you um, you know, dominoed them or whatever you did, just shot them in the head. Like there was no kind of weight to that. You didn't have to kind of clear up the corpse. Um, just like the really hor- <laughs> the really like grisly, horrible parts. Dishonored, we kind of got to watch. You know, you don't just kill someone in plain sight. You got to kind of bundle, shove the corpse on your shoulder and bundle it into a dumpster, for example. Like that's kind of all just gone. There's just no. It, it felt like the, the repercussions for just like smashing a few enemies to pieces was kind of eliminated from Deathloop. Yeah, which that that's kind of the point I wanted to bring up as well. That Deathloop, like at its heart, feels much more of like an action FPS, uh, and you know part of that is because they shower you with guns, right? Like you're meant to shoot things. Um, Dishonored doesn't really have that, right? Like it is Dishonored is much more like a melee stealth. Uh, like assassination game, whereas Deathloop just throws guns at you and wants you to use them uh, to kill everything. 
Uh, and like when you pair that with like the domino ability, it's suddenly less about like staging the perfect kill um, or trying to come up with like creative solutions and more about just like, right, if I can get, if I can stand there, right, okay, so I walk over there and then like I use domino to link this entire courtyard together. <laughs> uh, and then all of a sudden, like it takes a few shots and like you can like domino a few groups of enemies. And everyone dies, and then they disappear, and then you're in an empty courtyard by yourself. <laughs> um, and like you say, there's no weight to that. There's no like, there's no downside. There's no reason not to do it. Uh, which like is, I think, maybe why I like the powers being like, it, like I know like Domino is the same power in both of those games, but the way you use it in Dishonored feels way more creative. Um, and like a bit more of a lifeline than it does in Deathloop, where it is just uh, a way to like cheese your way through like massive arenas of enemies. Um, yeah, because when you have like shotguns and assault rifles, and then you start like you start linking them together, suddenly entire rooms just drop. Uh, which I guess is you know a bit of like a superhero power fantasy, but I don't know if it makes an interesting FPS, which feels like a risky thing to say, but. Yeah, I don't know how interesting I found Deathloop. Uh, it's like, it, you know, compared to Dishonored and the way you use the powers in Dishonored. Um, yeah, for sure. Like, I, uh, yeah, I really struggled with Deathloop because I've always felt actually that Arcane's, I think we might have chatted about this before, but Arcane's shooting, in my opinion, isn't actually that good. Um, it, like, it, it, it doesn't feel, um, particularly snappy i wouldn't say it feels particularly weighty um the way the the enemies react to you isn't maybe that um that great it's quite funny when you ragdoll kick someone when you just you know you fire a few rounds into someone it's not it's leagues behind um something like call of duty which perhaps is an unfair comparison but there's just something about the shooting in arcane's games which feels a bit tank controls i don't know um Mm -hmm. and when yeah i don't know like when you because definitely wants you like it it essentially forces you to go all guns blazing in certain scenarios so there were some parts was like i really want to tackle this in a stealthy manner and you're not letting me and i was like man this is this is really frustrating um because i don't want to partake in what is essentially a mediocre gunfight uh, I want to elevate this moment um, by going stealthy because, like the whole, you know, going stealthy and dishonored or whatever, with all these different powers you've got, at least you're you're using those powers in like a creative way and, like you say, to set up like the perfect kill. Whereas in Deathloop, when I'm forced into a bit of a mediocre gunfight all of a sudden I'm just having to use, well, I don't need to use the powers. I can just shoot them. Um, but it just eliminates that whole element of like that perfect, satisfying kill. I just, I don't know what, I can't even remember the abilities you have in Deathloop. Can you blink? I don't know if you can do that like teleport thing. You probably um, can. That feels like an arcane staple, right? I'm not sure. Yeah. Like again, I, I, in, in Dishonored, when you're using that stealthily and stuff, again, just has like more, Weight feels 
really cool to kind of you know stay out of sight or whatever but in this you kind of in death loop yes for a bit but if you're forced into a fight it's like well i'm i'm just going to kind of use that i suppose to get behind a piece of cover a bit a bit easier mm. maybe run maybe run off um yeah and- or just to uh like essentially move faster through the level uh, <laughs> yeah I-, I i think this comes down to a thing for me where like FPS weapons are at their least interesting when it is about killing someone. Like, that's never like an interesting way to use a gun. Uh, whereas, like, the powers in Dishonored, uh, it's really about evading and, like, setting up, like, a creative solution to a quite intricate and, like, difficult problem. Uh, that you couldn't feasibly just like uh, I don't want to say guns blazing because you don't have guns, but you couldn't just like go swinging your sword around or whatever. You you know what I mean? And like expect to kill those enemies and get out alive. Like that's gonna have bad consequences. Both in like you know, Dishonored has like the morality system where killing people is bad, but also like you might lose a lot of supplies or you might not not be able to make it through and you might die. Um. But like in Deathloop, like because it wants you to kill things, it wants you to be like tearing up those combat arenas. Suddenly, the powers are just about getting kills faster or like making things easier, and the AI aren't particularly good, so it just becomes this kind of kill fest very quickly, which I don't think uh, is interesting because like that, like it might look visually different but at its heart is is just the same as like going through a cod campaign on easy mode with a rocket launcher right like it it's very dull in terms of like what you're actually doing yeah uh, whereas like i said with something like dishonored it is really creative and it's so satisfying to pull off those kind of intricate uh, solutions to a, to a, like a to a problem right like if you use blink to get up to a building that maybe gives you a better vantage and then you can like suddenly link a couple of enemies together and then you know blink across the street get into an alleyway assassinate someone and then like it, it all just comes together and it's so satisfying and rewarding and it feels like harder but like more fun more enjoyable um yeah i don't yeah death loop doesn't quite have that same feeling for me I feel like Deathloop was, they kind of saw, I think there's this YouTuber who, who does those like ridiculous, like like really cool, like montages of them, like going through like a level on Dishonored or something. And it's just like, um, total, total chaos runs or whatever, or like total stealth runs. And they just do it in like super cool, super creative sort of ways, all in like maybe one take. Um, and it sort of felt like Deathloop wanted to riff off that kind of doing, doing uh, a level or a section of a level in kind of like these one take super cool um, runs, I suppose, um, where you're using all of your abilities uh, in, in one after the other in super cool, um, almost like a movie, like slide into a to a bunch of enemies and link their minds and at the same time you like teleport above their heads and then shoot one they all fall down and you blink into a window and crash through that and blah 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 blah. um but what unless you've got the motor skills to actually pull that off most of the time you just kind of 
awkwardly bumble into them <laughs> and then they all just like are alerted and then you kind of just get into a bit of a scrappy gunfight and maybe use like one ability to get away um it just it sort of felt like it wanted you to maybe do more than perhaps a lot of people just like aren't aren't capable of i suppose i suppose there the i suppose you can kind of there is an element of mastery to it um it just didn't just didn't work for me that the game just didn't i i wanted the ability to go stealthy and to to be able to just save scum as well to be able to just save the game and go right just i'll just go back to that scenario and play it out perfectly and it didn't mm-hmm. let you play those out perfectly because you couldn't save scum um which is part of the whole game i get that but yeah i think really it comes down to i just want another dishonored or something like that um but I just, yeah, um, I maybe I'll go back to Deathloop one day and I'll I'll just accept it for what it is and what it wants you to do and I'll really enjoy it because I think some parts of that game are amazing. Like I, I think there is some of that arcane, like special tinge, like the story and and some of the you know the dialogue and the environments and the design, everything I think is awesome. Um, it's just. Yeah, their shooting didn't work for me. Um, yeah, and it's kind of like playing a Hitman game. With, like, like I can see the elements of the puzzle that it wants me to mess around with. You know, I can see what they want me to engage with and, like, where they have these creative solutions. But also, they keep throwing me into just kill arenas where I have to kill things. <laughs> and especially, like, some of the targets just feel awfully scripted in a way that, like, Hitman maybe being the closest comparison I can give for like a you know a assassination sandbox right like uh like in Hitman the worst way to play that game is to just go guns loud because uh, it's so dull um it's a very similar experience I had with like Sniper Elite 5 when I reviewed it like it constantly forced me into kill arenas and and just just go guns blazing to shoot things uh, or to get up in like close quarters scenarios when I wanted to just be like sniping from a distance. Um, and that was kind of the sniper elite's worst element. Uh, and it'd be the same for Hitman. Like if you just go around guns blazing, uh, that's way less fun than dressing yeah. up as a chef and poisoning them with a rotten fish. Like <laughs> that. And like, you know, to get a rotten fish, you have to go to the nearby pond where there's, a, I don't know, there's like a, you chuck a body in there and it poisons a fish something something ridiculous like that um and i can see those elements in Deathloop where it wants me to like mess around with these toys but then you know i'll cross a bridge towards the target's base where they are on that particular in that moment of time uh and they've set up this elaborate like labyrinth of like I can't remember. There was one bit where it was kind of like, uh, like a movie uh, scene almost, and it was maybe like alien themed, uh, and it, they were all just shooting, and there wasn't like any way to even stealth through that. I was just kind of suddenly shooting things, um, and it just didn't feel very rewarding because like the most satisfying thing for me is to like get all the way to that final kill without being seen, but Deathloop. I, it just feels like it wants you to be seen because it wants you to engage in this like John Wick style power fantasy of just shooting everything. Uh, but I don't think 
like I don't think in terms of difficulty it holds up because it is very easy to just suddenly kill everything. Uh, and yeah, I think that just detracts from. And again, like AI are just very dumb. They, 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 it's very easy to just kind of break it and cheese it. Uh, and it just detracts from this like puzzle that I can see is like very carefully crafted. You know what I mean? I can see what they want me to do, but like it just doesn't feel like, I don't know, it doesn't feel like there's actually a way to execute it without just going guns blazing and shooting things yeah which, like i said before is the least interesting way to like make an fps like to make everything about just killing things and that's it um, yeah i i feel like they squander uh because arcane is so like some of their level design just so mm. clever like so impressive um and but in Deathloop because they're encouraging you to to go sometimes just go guns blazing you sort of feel like you're missing out on on just like the level design on just like ex- on just kind of really experiencing and enjoying all these different like possibilities that they've probably laid out for you there like the little like nooks and crannies you could maybe climb into um the different opportunities perhaps to to get up and around those enemies um it, f- like for example in in dishonored um it's like an absolute like masterclass in <laughs> in it just being able to, you know, you enter a room um, and you sort of look at it and you glance and it first off, it looks amazing. Um, and you kind of think, is there like a, is there a way to, to get into the next room filled with guards? And you might think no, but then you start looking around, you notice that like vents and pipes might lead to a, a hole in the wall or a shelf can be moved or whatever. They're just so good at like giving you, um, options that are kind of like cloaked at first and you can kind of unravel you know unmask them a bit um just by having like a look around and like really enjoy like first off just enjoying the design of it so like mm-hmm. you enjoy i just love like the design of these rooms um, i think that hits the nail on the head for me with Deathloop. like and you mentioned earlier like the feeling of missing out on that level design that's exactly like it it was like a kind of fomo like i had this fear of missing out on like the intricacy of their level design because most of the time I was playing Deathloop, I had already killed everything and was wandering around an empty level, just trying to complete objectives. I don't know if you ever had the same scenario, <laughs> yeah. but like I'd find myself just wonder like killing everything really easily, like trying to like get to the objective uh, without any kind of challenge. And then there'd be like a few like other things that I had to pick up, or like documents I had to find, and stuff like you know, kind of stuff like that, which is all part of the grand puzzle of it. But that's only satisfying if you have the challenge to go along with that. Uh, and once you know you've gone gone blazing and just killed everything, suddenly you're just in an empty town with a yeah. few things to tick off, and then it starts to feel like for the lack of a better word just really boring like there's there's nothing there that's engaging at that point it's kind of lost all its charm and i'm just wandering around an empty town arena kind of whatever it is and it's, it's just nothing to keep me playing which i think ultimately is why i just felt a bit soured on it like I, I wanted that intricacy and i wanted to feel that challenge and to feel like i had to find my own solution because combat was the worst solution, like in Dishonored, right? Like you yeah. really need to find another way 
and you need to use your powers creatively to do that or to you know really engage with the level design like a, an interesting manner but in Deathloop, people will go with the easiest solution most of the time right if you, if you offer them an easy solution they will take it and in death loop that is just killing everything um which is just it's a shame because i can see like we said i can see the puzzle there i can see the things they want me to interact with but also you give me all these guns and you give me the domino power and i'm gonna use it because why like you know if it's there and it's that easy like why wouldn't you you know what i mean i think that's kind of the disappointing part for me like i want to feel like i need to get creative otherwise I was. I won't get creative on my own, off my own back. Like, <laughs> my mind does not function like that. I can't just be like, yeah, I could kill those guys, but I'll, I'll get creative with it and do something different. It's like, no, I, 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 if I can go into autopilot, I can't resist it. My brain will force me into autopilot. Uh, so take away the tools that make things easy and suddenly like I have to start thinking about what I'm like playing otherwise yeah. I won't engage with that on that level I will just autopilot through it I think like just to like close on on like how a, a half and how a definite tangent <laughs> yeah I I just wanted to say like um I think the what I enjoy the most about Arcane's games especially Dishonored 2 I I Dishonored 2 is in my mind like one of my favorite games ever actually. Um, it's up there in like the top five I would say um, and that's because I just I absolutely love like each level feels so of, of like like crafted and the enjoyment stems from literally like every second of entering a new level. It's like just being totally absorbed in like it's in Arcane's like masterful design i can think of like the jindosh's mansion which is you know the clockwork mansion um, i was just thinking of the same one just yeah, yeah. like absolutely like like just staggering like just the design that went into that um i could go into it forever but i won't but uh, you can look it up i'm sure i could it's incredible like it's a fa- essentially a feat of engineering um and then you've got um another one a crack in the slab which i will never shut up about um <laughs> where you kind of hold a sort of a time device thing it's like a shard of glass that you're traveling you're wandering around this level um in the present um and it's like a dilapidated uh, mansion that's kind of crumbled away but you're holding this shard of glass and uh that shard of glass is is showing the past which is when the mansion um was um much nicer in a much better state um, with guards and all, all sorts wandering around. Um, and you can kind of swap between the past and the present. And it it's just, it's like absolutely incredible. I, I, ju- I just don't think I can get over that level um, ever. It's just like absolute like masterpiece. Um, and I just found like, I just, that's where Arcane is so good. It's not really about the combat for me. It's the combat is almost secondary um just let me kind of like enjoy the levels and like unpicking them whereas in death loop it sort of felt like there was that design there but you're just forcing me to do like as you were saying the least enjoyable thing in them i was like forced mm-hmm. out of that kind of i just want to enjoy this world and like just kind of untangle it a bit um and i'm kind of just 
having to now just fight okay right all right I'll, I'll just go and tackle these dudes and it will just bring me right out of that what i enjoy yeah. most out of these arcane games which so like tie it back to like you know the the theme of the pod like those <laughs> powers are really cool as an fps tool when you can use them or need to use them creatively to succeed uh, yeah. and if you just chuck big old guns out then i'm gonna use big old guns uh and th- you know there are a lot of games that do that better than death a lot of developers that do that better than arcane yeah i i i think arcane are absolutely special i do, I do just hope yeah. that one day they they come out with a, a, another stealth game i think they're fucking great at yeah. it you know what i love about this podcast Ed? <laughs> <laughs> i love how we spend our time ripping down potential game of the year candidates like yeah. last last time uh i'm pretty sure i ended it on i don't like the witcher 3 <laughs> this time we've gone on a half an hour tangent about why death loop actually wasn't that great in our opinion <laughs> yeah uh, what I... will it be what will it be next time who knows who knows hades maybe it's garbage who knows <laughs> like i promise we're not being purposefully <laughs> contrarian we like we genuinely just don't like we just didn't get on with death loop but yeah we'll, we'll choose <laughs> someone else at some point yeah i'm trying to think of other game of the year contenders the elden ring garbage <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no we'll have to find an excuse on our fps podcast to talk about why elden ring is actually very good <laughs> and why we just love it like everyone else does because it's a good game maybe we'll find time for that one day maybe if we bury it in the middle enough then like no one else will know you know what i mean like if if catherine our editor-in-chief like ever listens in for like the first 10 minutes to make like just to check what we're doing like it will keep <laughs> that gun themed and after about 15 minutes we'll just be like and Elden Ring. <laughs> yeah like this is at this point it's bordering on just like a random chat about anything <laughs> which i'm sort of enjoying and they'll never know we'll just keep it on the down low it's fine bury it in the middle <laughs> like you say i suppose we should kind of quickly i'm just looking at the time like jesus christ we talked about uh <laughs> death loop and dishonored for ages have you got your final pick for us yeah, yeah, I can. Yeah, I can do. Uh, well, it depends. We were going to do three each. Are we just stripping it down to two each? Is that the plan? <laughs> <laughs> I suppose we can just do two actually, because it is like forty-seven minutes in now. That's that's cool. I uh, people will just have to wonder what our other picks. Yeah, were. what were now our they're other lost picks? in the ether? Uh, but for the sake of brevity, then I will choose the portal gun as my second and final pick. Um, damn you, Deathloop, taking up all our time. <laughs> Yeah, the portal gun, again, you know, in the same vein as like we just talked about, like, powers in arcane games, the portal gun is not about killing things, or it's sometimes about killing things if you're setting up portals to carry lasers to turrets and stuff, but very rarely about killing things. It's more about traversal and moving around, which is, you know, just, again, solving that puzzle. That's kind of very creative. It's where the fun comes from. Obviously, portal has, like, very set solutions, whereas Deathloop does try and be more of a sandbox, although I don't think it always pays off. But like, uh, yeah, Portal kind of has like a, you know clear solutions that you can find, although they're not so clear. But when you notice them, they're clear. That doesn't make much sense. But yeah, like there's a solution you're meant to aim for. Uh, so, but like getting there does feel very creative. Uh, and the Portal Gun, I think the best thing I can say about it is like, obviously you know Valve being you know, the 
physics wizards. <laughs> yeah, um, like the sense of momentum that you can carry through the portals and the way they use that to like obviously like certain puzzles are constructed with that in mind so like there'll be puzzles where like you need to climb up a room and there are like platforms so you have to like fall through a portal which will then shoot you through the air through another portal and then like fall back into another one and like climb that way like you're climbing through like like being thrown into the air firing a portal onto it like a higher platform and then falling down and then like, because the way the portals work, you suddenly fling back up through the next like platform. I don't think I can explain that very well. Portals are a very hard game to talk about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but the sense of momentum you can carry through those, and like you know, everyone's kind of seen the gifts of uh, or, or the gifs. Hmm. We <laughs> everyone's kind of seen like those clips of people like just endlessly like looping around in portal like stuff. You know what I mean? Where like you just kind of keep falling through i assume you've seen that as well right like i don't know if you've actually played paul but i like yeah i've i've seen clips of it i've put like i haven't played <laughs> i was like stammering because it's like i can't admit this but i have to on the pod now I've, I've never played portal um i might have maybe dipped maybe dipped into it like the, the very start perhaps um but it's it's not like it's not really my thing. I'm. I don't think I'm actually clever enough to to play to play. But I just never get very frustrated at myself because I'm. We can like, play Portal Two together. Out. We can we can co-op Portal Two. We'll do that. Um, yeah, I I need I would need help because I yeah I, my brain isn't very good at all of that sort <laughs> of stuff. Um, but, but it does. Yeah, look like, good. You, you've seen those clips of like people endlessly falling through like the portals, right? Like. Um, or like objects, constantly like a box just constantly falling through them and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, because of the way like, the portals are linked together, and it's just the kind of like sense of momentum and the way they use that introversal. So that when you're falling, you're actually also kind of jumping very high if you position a portal right, and just using that to like, fling yourself around arenas uh, is like I said earlier, it just comes down to like creativity. Like I don't think there's much more I can say about portal. It's just genius design that isn't based around like killing people in fps and that's what makes the portal gun such an interesting gun because rather than just like shoot for the head it's like portal on that wall or portal on that ceiling and i can maybe get up there maybe <laughs> um and, and just finding the odd solutions like that like i yeah i just love it and and the portal gun is like a tool um and as a tool, like, you know, for clearing these levels and as a tool for, like, making you think a little bit outside of the box is just, it's it is really interesting. And it's, yeah, I love it a lot. <laughs> I, I love that, like, you were t- talking about, um, like, how it's non-lethal and it's very clever and stuff. And I thought about Splitgate, um, which we should <laughs> just mention quickly. Because yeah. um, uh, that has basically taken... Um, portal hasn't it and it's kind of made an fps sort of i suppose it's a bit counter-strike slash oh it's no sorry not counter-strike it's like kind of halo but with like Mm -hmm. added portals um which work in pretty much exactly the same manner um and i just remember like never really using the portals in splitgate um to kind of out i suppose outplay your opponents um because I just it worked, but at the same time, I was like, actually, I'm I'm far more successful not like 
not using them at all. Uh, just yeah. basically just treating it like a normal FPS. Because um, if it gives you guns, you will use those guns. Like it's so it's so easy to just fall into that mindset. And like you know, may, maybe this rings true for you in that case, like it did for me with Deathloop. Like if my brain can autopilot, I absolutely will. I have to think yeah. for eight hours a day. Outside of that, you're lucky if I have one rational thought. Like, <laughs> so if you want me to get creative with your portals, but also give me big guns, I'm going to just use the big guns because I don't want to have to think past that. You know what I mean? But like portal, you don't have the other guns. It's an FPS without any shooting guns. So you really do have to get creative with a portal gun, uh, which is why it's like such a genius kind of like, yeah, little nugget of FPSness. Because uh, it is like very short, uh, you know, you can play a portal in a couple of hours. Um, and obviously, portal two, you can play with a friend. Uh, so even if you're struggling, like Ed, to comprehend the 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 whimsy of just flying through portals and trying to trying to figure out those puzzles, like you 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 can play with a friend and they can help you out, or they will just laugh at you why you fail. And both <laughs> both ways of fun. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like it's just really creative, and I like that. Nice. Do you I, uh, do you want to drop your final pick? Yeah, I'll I'll drop mine um quickly. Uh, my so my so my final one is uh, <laughs> again, it's it's I suppose <laughs> it's a first person uh shooter, but I I called it a first person super. Uh, in my review, it's Power Wash Sims Power Washer, um, because it's incredibly uh satisfying. Uh, it's obviously non lethal. Uh, I suppose it's lethal to grime and muck, um, but not to humans. Although I suppose actually, if you shot, if you power washed me, I'd imagine it would hurt quite a lot. But that doesn't happen. We'll power wash them. We'll test it. If the RPS officer that gets together, I'll bring a power washer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I just, I just wanted to give it a shout out because um, it, it's just such like a a relaxing experience just to just to hose down like a van and watch like the layers of mud kind of you know slide off it um and just like the sounds of it all um and the fact you can kind of attach different nozzles and different (laughs) cleaning fluids to it a bit like if cod you know cod has like vertical foregrips and stuff this has like cleaning fluids and like different angles and nozzles and things <laughs> and like and, yeah long barrels so you can like yeah. stand a little bit further away or a short barrel so you can get right into the crevices <laughs> yeah and it's just like getting into you've kind of got just your flat surfaces which i suppose is what your mind always goes to but there's like so many different elements to like just shooting your power washer because like hayden has said you got to get into those crevices. You got to attach a different nozzle, which has like a a more concentrated shot, so you can kind of you know get rid of that like algae in the, in a little gutter or something. Um, and then all of a sudden, you might have to jump on the roof, and it's like a massive roof, and you, you're going to need a bit more like of a wide arc. So you attach another nozzle on, which will give you like a big spray, and it's oh, it's so it's so good. Um, it's it's just a lot of fun. Like it's very simple. Um, and I liked how it wasn't too simulatory, actually. Um, again, I mentioned it in the review, like a lot of simulators put me off because they sound really cool uh, in theory, like, I don't know, mechanic, car mechanic simulator. Um, but in, in reality, it's like, it's very hardcore. Like you probably have to, I don't know, um, choose the right wrench for the right bolt 
and like screw it in at the right angle with the right power and know what all the different terms mean of an engine and the pistons and the way the engine mixes with whatever in the atmosphere. Yeah, um, and if you mess something up, you might not know it for an hour, but it's like crucial and you have to like backtrack to fix that one tiny thing because like yeah. if you don't have it, then like it doesn't come together and you don't win, so you kind of have to backtrack. But like you might not realize you made a mistake for like a long time. You don't get that in Power Simulator. <laughs> no, like yeah, Power Simulator is just so it's just got enough simulator in it. Like it, it just it gets the balance right of like it feels like you're power washing something, but it's not too like intense. Yeah, like you it don't feels need... quite arcadey. Yeah, yeah, it's it's sort of a simulator for everyone. Really, you don't need to like maintain your power washer or like drive your van and like fill it with petrol to get to locations and manage all of your finances or anything like that. Cause mm-hmm. it just knows you, you just want to chill out. And that's what I really liked about it. Um, it gets the feeling of power washing right as well. So yeah, give it a go. It's on, it's on game pass, isn't it? I think. Yeah. Uh, and, and it is, it's really a first person shooter. Cause like you said, you've got the ammo types, you've got attachments, you've got a very satisfying gun to shoot. Like it's, it, you know, if you're like, you got to imagine you're in one of those, um, like, like cleaning adverts, like cleaning the kitchen cleaner adverts or something where they're like, you got to kill the grime in five seconds. <laughs> like, it's like that. <laughs> you got, if you imagine it like that, then suddenly it's like Call of Duty, but with a power washer. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to make dirt your mortal enemy. Yeah, for sure. I, I just, just give it a go. It's on Game Pass if you've got Game Pass. Um, yeah, I, I love that game. So that's it. That's a, that's a wrap on our on our sort of our favorite weird monthful guns. Um, so Fun I suppose guns. just to close to close this wonderful what has become essentially a death loop arcane podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, we should just chat a little bit about what we're playing or or been watching. Um, you know, just to give you a little bit of an insight into what we like to play sometimes or watch in our spare time, because a lot of FPS chat and arcane chat can can get a little bit much. So, Hayden, have you been playing? I mean, you mentioned actually at the start of the podcast yeah, you've been playing been a bit playing two point two point, point campus. campus. By the time this comes out, I will be on a week off. Uh, so, yeah, oh, nice. listen to this. I'm on a week off probably right now, uh, which means I'd like to think I've been playing a lot of Two Point Campus, but who knows what else will come up. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, Two Point Campus, hopefully, um, which is lovely because like the past, I don't know, when did Elden Ring come out? <laughs> Six oh, months ago. Is it March? I've been playing it. It was like end of Feb, right? And I've been yeah. playing it pretty much nonstop. Um, hundreds of hours down multiple playthroughs and like i want to stop playing i really do so like two point campus coming out and hooking me is uh, just makes me so happy because it means i don't (laughs) have to think about beating elden beast for another time like i just just can't i can't do those fucking gargoyles uh, the like the big stone gargoyle things the twin gargoyles and then there's the one on like the forbidden lands or whatever, yeah. just before the grand lift of rolled stupid gargoyle flies down you don't have to kill it but i need to kill it just to feel like i've 
like one. You takes uh, it all off. Yeah. yeah, it just makes me angry when I brick wall. My latest run, I've been trying to do like a Souls run, which is like forget the open world exists and just beeline through uh, the main bosses. Okay. Um, and not do any of the optional content, which is the only optional content I did is I started the game, I started as a wretch, started the game, went to hmm, did Margit, went and got the Bloodhounds fang, uh, which is the only optional content I did, and I went back to where I killed Margit and then just kept going, like through Godric, once I got to Leonia, straight through the portal to Raya Lucaria, um, Oh, and I got the pieces for the Dectus lift because I didn't want to go through the ravine. So I got the pieces of the Dectus lift very quickly. Um, and yeah, within like 10 hours, I was like in Lanedell, you know, fighting Morgoth or whatever. Um, but at that point, after killing Morgoth is when like things got brutally hard because playing Elden Ring like a Dark Souls game means you're underleveled for a lot of Elden Ring's bosses. Um so and like like you know the souls experience that's where this like this is where that really comes into focus because of them having to really really learn attack patterns which i don't think i did on my first elden ring run um i think because it was so easy to level up and i was so obsessed with like seeing everything that bosses uh, sometimes got a little bit easy uh, and i didn't really have to like learn the like precise dodges and frames I needed to survive. Well, let me tell you, I fucking need that this time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because if I don't have that down, one or two hits can just finish me. So, yeah. Two point campus is a lovely way to alleviate that stress, and I'm very happy it's out. <laughs> yeah, it can sort of take what about you away. You, Ed? Yeah, I, um, I've not been playing a huge amount. I'm sort of doing that thing where I go through phases more of of like watching stuff um, than I am playing things at the moment. Um, I'll kind of just swap between that, the two sometimes. Um, so at the moment I've just been watching uh, like a horrifying amount of um, sort of true crime documentaries <laughs> on Netflix. Um, so it started with uh, the staircase, um, which is a real, a real life case, I suppose about, um, Oh, I can't. I can't even remember his name now. But his his wife um, uh, allegedly fell down. Well, she yeah, allegedly fell down the stairs and and died. Um, and it's about whether you know he he basically gets convicted for it. Um, and it's about like his defense lawyers um, sort of unpicking some of the evidence and arguing against him. Did he do it? Did he not do it? It's just very interesting. It's like uh, initially it was a very slow burn i didn't really kind of understand the pace of the show i thought it'd be like a classic true crime documentary it's like very quick very hard hitting and people chatting to the camera and then it cuts away to like photographs or whatever mm-hmm. this is a lot more um it's split into 13 episodes they're all quite sort of slow paced and you you really sort of basically follow the the defense lawyers and you're sitting in meetings with them and they're chatting and and all of that stuff it's like really it's really interesting to like hear the chats and and just like how court and law and justice and all that sort of stuff works because i never really expressed any interest in any of that before and i was like oh, this is quite cool um and then that led me into making a murderer on netflix as well which i'm sure 
those of you listening have probably watched like 20 years ago whenever this came out but um yeah again i I avoid that because i'm not huge on blood and gore and horrible grisly details and stuff um but this wasn't that i've realized that again this is more like again just two guys who kind of get convicted for something that they sort of allegedly didn't do um and it's kind of about sort of proving them innocent because essentially you know um the, the police the county police force or whatever um so far however far through it i am has allegedly like framed them it seems that way um and it's just really uh just really interesting to like just hit just to see the trials and the evidence and the way it's, it's all presented and things like that it's just super super interesting um so that's that's basically what i've been watching recently uh- to hopefully not enter another tangent <laughs> but very quickly just to, just to like i uh very briefly dabbled in true crime on netflix i watched like don't fuck with cats which oh god i avoided that yeah um absolutely awful i don't like these things at all um you know people like so like i tend to get asked a lot like you know why why are you so obsessed with marvel and i'm like because it's a break from real life <laughs> um, yeah because it gets me out and i can relax um and you know true crime doesn't do that makes me constantly terrified that someone's gonna break in and murder me um <laughs> so like i generally can't watch it um but what I do love about Netflix's documentaries is that they just have the most outlandish claims sometimes. Uh, like, uh, my brother was watching one recently, and I did have a little look at like, the first episode about D.B. Cooper. You know, D.B. Cooper, like the oh, guy yeah, who jumped yeah, out of yeah. plane, stole yeah, money. And they were like, we found D.B. Cooper. <laughs> we know who he is. And it's like, well, you don't know, because that would be like an international news story that wouldn't be on Netflix in an eight-part documentary or whatever, however many parts it is. Like, I already know the second you make that claim, you're wrong and not worth listening to. But Netflix has this thing where so many of the documentaries like, yeah, we've found D.B. Cooper. We know who he is. You know, people make those claims and they're more like, yeah, I, I don't know if this is true, but it's probably something they do. Like, yeah, we found the Zodiac Killer. We know who <laughs> Jack the Ripper is. And it's like, well, you don't know because like it'd probably be BBC reporting that, right? Like, why would anyone... I don't know, maybe Netflix pay a lot for their true crime documentaries. I don't know. But it just seems ridiculous that they think anyone's going to believe it because... Obviously, that person isn't DB Cooper because otherwise they'd be in prison. For, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's just ridiculous. I, but they I, make these claims and they try and hook you in over like eight, nine, ten, thirteen parts. Sometimes oh, it just makes me laugh. It I will say that sometimes <laughs> um, the the DB Cooper sort of I don't know how many episodes it is like four or something. Um, it is worth a watch. I I. I actually really enjoyed it. Um, I read. I'd actually read uh, one of the guys who's in it. Again, I can't remember the names. My memory's terrible today. Um, but he'd written a book on DB Cooper called like Skyjacking or Skyjacker or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found that like really interesting, kind of like the, the curse of DB Cooper and like how people kind of get drawn into um, the conspiracy. Um, 
well, not the conspiracy because it sort of happened. It's more like just who is like kind of just getting drawn into trying to identify who it is and yeah, um, it's getting the exact same up thing. In the case um, with like the Zodiac Killer, right, or uh, Jack the Ripper. Like they are past um, just like criminal acts. They are like mythological, like stories at this point yeah. you know what i mean they are like folklore tales that people are obsessed with like finding the truth about uh, and like db cooper falls into that because it's such an intriguing mystery um that it's very easy to get wrapped up in it uh the zodiac killer is what i always find really interesting because uh you've seen the movie zodiac um i'm uh, not i can't remember it might be like david fincher or something but it's like genuinely terrifying uh, like really unsettling. They play this song right at the start of it, which freaks me out so much uh, that I kind of can't watch the movie anymore. And if I hear that song, I'm convinced I'm about to get killed by a Zodiac killer. Um, but <laughs> like, it genuinely, it terrifies me. Like, it makes me really uncomfortable. Um, but like watching that movie, and I, I can't remember. Like, uh, they, they, you know, it's about like journalists trying to find. Uh, the Zodiac Killer. Obviously, it's all like fiction, but um, it is really interesting. Uh, well, you know, fiction based on true events, but like the, just the way they weave the tale is so gripping. Um, uh, and yeah, just I, I can I can see why people get caught up in it so much. And even then, like some of the stuff that happens in the movie, like actually happened, and it's like random people would decipher his like ciphers and stuff, and it's just mesmerizing. Like just watching all the pieces of the puzzle come together and then the fact that they still don't know who these people are. Like, it's so interesting just to watch it all unfold. But like I say, it's essentially mythology at this point. Like, it, who knows if we'll ever actually get answers, right? I'll have to uh, have to look into this. Sounds right. My Zodiac is an amazing movie. It, I'm sure a lot of people will, will tell you. Like, it's really good. Uh, definitely worth watching. Nice. Well, I suppose <laughs> on that note, we should close out the pods because we've just been, it's been very tangent heavy. FPS stuff. <laughs> yeah, we just again we've lost we lost track, but we, we steered mm. it back on sometimes, I feel. Did we right? tried, we tried. But the, the premise that this was meant to be about fun guns <laughs> <laughs> and the people got uh, a big old death loop uh, tear down and then true crime. <laughs> <laughs> So thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Ultimate Audio Bank. If you want to make sure you never miss an episode, uh, then subscribe via your podcasting platform of choice. Uh, there are also a number of other ways you can support the show as well. You can follow us on Twitter. RPS is at Rock Paper Shot. I'm at From Edward and Hayden is at Hayden underscore Hefford. And if you want to chat to some lovely people, you can go join the RPS Discord. That's at discord.gg slash rockpapershotgun. And you can get some very nice clothes in the form of RPS shirts and hoodies. Just head, o- head on over to store.repop.com to see what threads we're selling and whether you'd like to purchase any. Uh, and last but not least, for all of your PC gaming needs, make sure you head on over to rockpapershotgun.com. So that's it from the both of us. We'll catch you later. Bye.